Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in, welcome back. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score, Saturday Sucker, Steve Rosenblum, Matt Spiegel. And that iconic tune reminds us that the MVP of the Celebrity All-Star Game... No. That's David Schuster joining us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. David, how come you weren't part of the Celebrity Game? I, I guess I'm just a B or C or D list kind of guy. I don't know. Dang. That's Dang. sad. This got sad really fast. It got sad, yes. Yeah. But it speaks to Saturday suck. You're an A-list in our hearts. Well, thank you so much. I mm. think I could probably take Common, who was the MVP last night. I'm pretty sure I could beat him one-on-one. So why didn't Whoa. any randoms Reinsdorf come out and present him with a piece of the team in front of all these great players in this crowd and, and give them a people to, to give people a reason not to concentrate on how bad the Bulls are now? Why didn't Jerry Reinsdorf uh, offer Common a part of the $3 billion franchise? Yeah. I don't know. Why not? Why not? Or Michael why, Reinsdorf. Why any any garden variety Reinsdorf would have sufficed to make a statement in front of the, the NBA royalty that has descended upon the city. You know what? If I have a $3 billion franchise and I'm making money hand over fist, I'm not offering anything to anybody, to be perfectly honest with you. Would you? Okay, no. And then what happens is on live TV, on ESPN. (laughs) Can we play that? We have the full 25 seconds of that, Mike Chen. It's a glorious moment. First take of ESPN is live here at Navy Pier. It's an opportunity for nationally to let people know what you think of your franchise. They've been cheering Zach Levine, who's being interviewed. Right. The fans in attendance are cheering Zach Levine, but then Max Kellerman asks a weird and dumb question. And the crowd does what you think they do. They're a walking, loud, fire garpax billboard on display and it was at Navy a, Pier. Quite a moment yeah. that you get. The, the kind of moment you can only get on live TV because you actually, at the end, you have... So it's you have Molly Karam, who is trying to play the substitute teacher and she ends up having to to deal with the crowd so Zach is there Zach Levine is there which counts as the closest he'll get to being on the all-star team right and then you'll have you'll have Max Kellerman asking his question do we have that no not not no? just yet so we'll, we'll get we'll get it in a little bit uh, but you know that's you know what, guys, I was going to say this. I, I thought it was really amazing how spontaneous and unanimous that those people were. I mean, it, it almost looked like it was staged. That, that all Everybody at once, you know, fire guard packs, fire guard packs, you know, and it, I just found that to be amazing that unanimously they had the same thought in mind of saying the same thing. I thought that was pretty amazing. Here it is. This is from First Take the other morning. I think I saw thir- Thursday morning or was it Friday morning? It was yesterday. It was yesterday. 
Zach, um, Stephen A. mentioned get you some help. Paxson's built a couple winners in Chicago. Do you have confidence that, that your GM can, can get you the help you need? Uh, they, they might speak differently, man, but, you know, I'm, I'm with the team, man. You know, I got I to gotta put the team first. <laughs> at table, man. I got I got to put the team first. But, uh, you know, it's just the situation we're in right now. Stop, 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 stop. stop. Molly Karen putting an end to it. She, and she later says, hey, it's Valentine's Day. Because you're not allowed to boo a franchise on Valentine's Day. And that was Max Kellerman with an, a great bit of out-of-town stupid, as Speaks would say. I love that phrase. Fax built a couple of winners. Really? 17 years? He's never been to an NBA final. Excuse me. So. Did you notice the little nervous laugh on Zach's part, though? I mean, yep. you know, he 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 didn't want to go along with the crowd. Obviously, it wouldn't look good to his bosses, but he he found it sort of amusing at the same time. So it was nervous laughter on his part. I guess my question, uh, David, is if national embarrassment can be the push that we need to uh, to see <laughs> large scale change. Uh, the national embarrassment when Mark Tressman and those Bears gave up two fifty burgers on either side of a box on national television was enough to uh, catapult George McCaskey to get rid of both Tressman and Emery by the end of that year. So I'm hoping that ownership, that a big pile of Reinsdorfs were noticing moments like that, <laughs> and I'm hoping there are somehow more moments like that tonight or tomorrow. I am rooting for more national embarrassment. You know, it's really funny. That could be a show topic in itself. National embarrassments to Chicago sports yeah. over the years. And, that, and, that, w- that might take up four hours. And, and when has it helped? Sometimes it helps. Sometimes, sometimes, like, you realizing, oh, wait, the entire country realizes that we're terrible and a laughing stock. Sometimes that can help. Would it even help this, this situation? The Tressman Tres- thing helped push him to the point where he was almost fired that game. I, that, I think he was. That night. Uh, he, essentially, he was, but almost officially, officially told to remove himself from Hallis Hall. I lobbied for it at halftime when it was clear <laughs> it, it was going to get to that point. But that, that was a, an extreme example. I don't know. Look, like you said, David, they got all this money, and they don't seem to care because they must hate their fans. They're inept or inert. Pick one. Well, I mean, the attendance has been going down. I mean, that you know, national embarrassment like what happened yesterday is one thing, but when fannies are not in the seats, that's a whole altogether different story, and that will push and propel things a lot more than some people standing behind Zach Levine on live TV booing or doing whatever they were doing yesterday. So who knows? You know, there's a lot of stories out there that there might be some changes at the top or some additions to the front office, and, and I buy into them. I think there will be something done at the end of this season. What exactly? Time will tell i don't i don't think they even know themselves exactly what might happen but something tells me something will happen at the end of this season and uh, we'll all just sit back and watch and see what happens did they present obama with an equity stake in the team if not common can they give the the ex-president i mean david axelrod's been a season ticket holder for a long time they certainly got a way to get him to get to to mr president and maybe they could because he seems to have quite an effect on the players as we've seen when he showed up at an all-star event yesterday. So maybe they could try that. Anyone to get the Garpax and inert, inept Reinsdorf taste out of their mouth, I would think that would be a big step towards making the Bulls a destination for NBA players instead of they all whip out their 10-foot poles and say, never, not over my dead body. That's the way it seems to go. 
I was going to say, listen, that's been a rumor for a long time also that at some juncture down the road, you know, former President Obama might be some kind of stakeholder into the Chicago Bulls. That's not that's nothing new. I've heard that for the last couple of years at least. So like it. who knows? Maybe, maybe that happens somewhere down the road. What really surprised me yesterday is that some of the players were surprised that former President Obama knew as much about basketball. But I mean, obviously, they don't know much about him because he's been a basketball junkie and has been playing at Chicago clubs. I'm not saying he's that good, but he's been playing at Chicago clubs basically half his life. So, I mean, he's a big basketball guy. God bless him. Um, So, David, uh, Zach Levine caught on tape two days ago while practicing for the three-point contest. Also practicing dunks. Three different dunks caught on uh, on video, and they all went viral all over Twitter. One of them was a free throw line 360 that he almost completed but did not. That's one of the holy grail dunks in the history of the world, uh, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is there any chance that tonight Zach Levine is a late entry or just a, at least a late participant in the dunk contest, even though he has said no and they already have their four? Any chance that he shows up there? Uh, highly doubtful unless one of those four drops out. And by the way, the slam dunk contest, to me at least, yeah. it's going to take a backseat to the three-point contest. I mean, Aaron Gordon is obviously the favorite in the slam dunk, but Pat Connaughton in Milwaukee, I don't think people are coming to see him. Oh, Christian Yelich is here, though. Christian Yelich is going to be part of it tonight with Pat oh, Connaughton. okay. Well, mm-hmm. that'll, that'll put an extra fanny in the seat. <laughs> Whatever. Mean, somebody's, Howard... Somebody wants to see it because Speaks doesn't want to pay twelve grand uh, for know. tickets. I'm trying to go. I don't blame him. I'm you know, Dwight go. Howard is going to be part of the contest i mean they're pulling him you know a fossil out of you know yesteryear i don't know if he's going to wear his superman cape like he did five or eight ten years ago when he did it last time around mm-hmm. and Derek jones is the fourth guy so really the slam dunk contest once upon a time michael jordan and dominique wilkins and spud webb and all those other highlight guys i mean the slam dunk contest tonight really has almost no appeal to me yeah three-point contest with its new like uh there, there's what a uh, a, a, a couple of new green balls that are mm-hmm. each four feet behind the line. But Trey Young in this thing, Devin Booker in this thing, um, uh, obviously Zach Levine, and my guy Davis Bertans. I think Bertans is is is, is the winner from Washington. Okay. Your guy, my guy. I got a guy. <laughs> Davis Bertans. You know they're they're probably gambling on this in Vegas. I'm sure there is. There's probably uh, everywhere. Vegas. Absolutely everywhere. You know what? I'm going to give Zach Levine a really good chance. I mean, you've seen Zach Levine when he gets hot from the outside. I mean, that that Charlotte game when he hit 13 that day. I mean, his last game against uh, Washington, I think he hit his last five three-pointers in in the second half. So, you know, and Zach Levine does shoot three-pointers from distance. So that four-point ball with the green ball tonight, you know, might be his... I don't know if it's his, his kryptonite against everybody else, but it might help him win tonight's uh, contest. I'm rooting for him. Okay, something that popped up today. Much happens over All-Star Weekend. As you, there's <clears throat> A lot of people are talking, and Jimmy Butler's one of them, according to— back to the, You're going to say he's coming back to the Bulls like he said earlier today? I was going to ask about that because that's <laughs> what he said, that he thinks he could return to the Bulls. And his contract situation, he's not a— unrestricted free agent until 2023 at which point he'll be 34 <laughs> where does this come from is this jive with anything you've heard that no. that, that people weren't no. doing people weren't laughing uproariously over no no i mean why would listen, he say this 
Because Jimmy Butler says a lot of things, and, and a lot of athletes. <laughs> I mean, come on, a lot of athletes say a lot of things, and and uh-huh. the one thing that I've learned over all these years is half the nonsense that you you hear in sports, you can just totally dismiss because it's a bunch of you know what. It's I don't know if it's worse than politics, but in sports. That's how I've been trained. I've trained myself that half the stuff that I hear is total nonsense, and I put that in that category. Hits, um, this question came up yesterday uh, as David Haw and I did the McNeil and Parkins show along with Kendall Gill. Had great fun I, talking to Kendall. Can I say that was an outstanding listen? That was so much fun. Good. Kendall telling stories, you guys oh. walking him down memory lane, and it was just, that was a terrific, like a yearbook, like his yearbook. Uh-huh. Kendall was a revelation to me in that way in terms of the volume of stories, the willingness to share, and he played with everybody, right. with mm-hmm. absolutely everybody. And obviously Kendall has long been a guy saying that Derrick Rose should come back here and play again for Chicago. Um, here's the question. Where, if Derrick Rose were here, okay, just this year, instead of, you know, uh, whoever, that Derrick Rose is your backup point guard or is, is, is your starter, instead of Sadoransky, whatever, Derrick Rose is here. Does Anthony Davis consider coming here and being a part of Chicago things in because of Derek, Derek has a stature around the league that we did not see coming. We did not see it coming, but it is a true so thing. So does that LeBron guy? Oh yeah, for sure. But but Anthony Davis is not considering at all. It appears coming back to Chicago and being the face of the Bulls and carrying them to, back towards respectability. If Derek is here, does he consider it at all? You know what? That's actually a really good question, and I would say he would consider it more than if Derek wasn't here. Derek Rose, if you if you poll all the other Chicago players around the league, and and Lord knows there's numerous ones, and you keep you know hearing stories about Chicago basketball, Chicago basketball, Derek Rose is is like a prophet or a messiah to a lot of these other players because he was such a schoolyard legend and and did what he did at Simeon, and you know went through all the injuries and everything else. So yeah, I mean honestly, Matt. The answer to your question is he would probably consider it more. I still don't know if that would put him over the top to come back to the Bulls, but uh, yeah, he would consider it more, no question. It's interesting. I'm not. I I lived through a lot of this. We saw, you know, Dwayne Wade, you got some of the ugliest. You get, and Scotty Pippen, it was, and especially the Blackhawks were notorious for this. I'm really tired of seeing I get you. this kind of stuff like he used to be great. Well, and also any Bulls attempt to reconnect with a Chicagoan has not really worked. Derek ended very ugly with him being sent out of town. Yeah, he was traded. The Dwayne, Wade, the Dwayne Wade year was horrible um, on every level. Uh, Jabari Parker, it was a complete and abject yeah. failure. Um, but, but they are, they're in a really weird spot. They've got to find that superstar who looks at the Jordan statue and says, yep, let me take that on. Let me do it. I want it. And I don't know who that guy is. Kobe, well, we discussed that. We yeah. discussed that. Kobe was the one who voiced it, said it, wanted it, embraced it. Mm-hmm. And the only one apparently. Right. But right, right now I don't, I, you know, you have to find a way to get somebody to do it, and your front office isn't getting it done as a uh, as as a draw. That's for well, damn Matt, sure. Well, Maddie, let me go back to the point I made earlier. First of all, the fannies in the seats are not what they have been over the last couple of years. I mean, some of those weeknight games, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday against Sacramento or who else. I mean, you're you're talking about a lot of empty seats. So if the Bulls are looking for some kind of draw. Um, 
Well, first of all, Derrick Rose is under contract for another year in Detroit. I'm mm -hmm. surprised that he wasn't traded, although he was injured at the deadline. Um, but there's all kinds of possibilities, and maybe they'll look at something like that. The Jimmy Butler thing, I don't think that'll ever happen. Jimmy can say whatever he wants. But Derrick Rose potentially putting on a Bulls uniform one more time, he is still in real good stead with ownership. Jerry Reinsdorf and, and, and Derrick Rose were very close no matter what happened at the end of his tenure here the first time around. And so that's at least a possibility going forward. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's at least a possibility. David, did you see any movies? I know you I got did. your whole awful. weekend free. but It was you? awful. I saw this movie called Rhythm Section. That the, the the trailer looked really good. It's Blake Lively and uh, and Jude Law, and it's such a stupid movie. I'll, I'll <laughs> what's it? What's before we get to the stupid part? Can you give us the the USA Today version of the plot? Um, well, basically, her family was killed in, in in a plane crash that was brought down by a terrorist. Uh, she turns to a life of being a prostitute. Then somebody, you know, gets a hold of her and says, you know, your family was killed, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, Jude Law, who is a former M MI6 agent, is that what you call them? Yes. Anyway, he, Bond. You know, he turns James Bond. Yes. Well, this is about as far far flung from James Bond as it gets. Although supposedly it's it's some of the people who did the James Bond movies, you know, produced this movie. Anyway, so he supposedly turns her into this super spy and she goes off and, and, and seeks revenge. And the movie and the plot is so convoluted and stupid, I couldn't wait for this movie to end. Alrighty then. <laughs> I'll, I'll look forward to missing that. Let me just say so yeah, is that I would hope so. Is that not a recommendation then? Just try not to... a recommendation. <laughs> okay. All right, good. Just wanted just to, clarify. to clarify. Thank you. All right, David, thanks. <laughs> See you guys. David Schuster. There uh, you go. Yeah. Okay. Something not to do tonight. All right. We'll uh, take a break. Uh in the next half hour we will uh talk to Julie and Maggie. We'll do transition. They'll be here from two till five. Uh, after this break, we'll come back with, I was watching something, the WB Club will be interested in this, and uh, we'll discuss the ending. And also, the nexus, because you're it, you're the nexus of baseball and music. And there are several things, baseball and, I'm sorry, music and sports. And there are just several things that are cropped up that we need to talk about. Did you hear Chris Bryant this morning say he took guitar lessons this offseason? I heard that. He said he took And I thought... Hot stove, oh, baby, Chris I'm, Bryant. It's, it's my new recruit. I'm going after him hardcore. That's yo, you got Lenny coming on your side too, right? Yep, yep. yep. Uh, weekend of June 19th. We've been trying to get Rizzo for years. Who plays Does the piano play? a little bit? He plays the piano a little bit. Yeah. Ross Ooh. plays acoustic guitar a little bit. Just, just, shouldn't David Ross be the guy who plays the washboard or jug? <laughs> I always, you know, he's you know, that, he should that, be. He's that guy. He should be the hype man. The, the hype, the man. hype man in a, in, a, in a group. I thought of hot stove Chris Bryant as soon as he said he took guitar. <laughs> well, and, and the best was where he said he took it. He took guitar lessons at, at Guitar Center. Well, where else would you take? Not imagine? at the piano center. No, you can hire somebody to come to your house, or you can go to a guitar teacher's house. But I love the image of like, Him, hey, this this MVP walking in, dude. Some kid and his mom <laughs> is taking him to to Guitar Center for lessons. He's like, is that? Is that Chris Bryant? I could play hell? guitar better than him. <laughs> Probably good. All right. We'll discuss that nexus and some Wake and Bake Club news before we talk to Julie and Maggie. He's Spiegel. I'm Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. I made it a point to, obviously, Twitter is completely off on my phone since two years ago. It's the worst thing that ever happened in this world. 
That's Chris Bryant. Twitter's the worst thing that happened to this world. So he's playing guitar. He took Twitter off his phone two years ago, Instagram last year, because he doesn't want to hear all this crap about him that he knows is not true. So, of course, his friends send him screenshots. What What kind of friend are you if you send him screenshots of stuff he doesn't want to see? He's too polite to then say, hey, would you stop Stop. doing that, please? (laughs) Seriously, he's not that guy. He won't tell people to stop that. He'll just kind of wave it off and... And have it be that. He said he doesn't hold grudges towards anybody, Steve. No. But, Nobody. But stop, people. What's, what, stop. what's that like? <laughs> so I was watching this petition. This will be, this is, I was hoping for better, for something for the WB Club. The um, There's a petition. I was watching a petition in another state regarding a new condition for gaining access to medical marijuana. So I was trying to bring good news to the Wake and Bake Club for Bears fans. So this goes back to December. A Cincinnati resident, Vincent Morano filed a petition in which he contended that being a Browns and Bengals fan met the condition requirements to purchase medical pot. He thought that that was a legal condition for watching them because one of the two franchises has been the worst in the NFL for three of the past four years. The petition actually went to the panel. Wow. They were asking for the the petition asked for support of physicians with Knowledge of the disease, diseases or conditions that would qualify. And the man who filed it said, there's not a physician in Ohio that will disagree. Unfortunately, the Ohio Medical Board ruled Wednesday that such a thing does not meet the standard of a condition allowing people to purchase medical weed. And I had such high hopes for Bears fans. People who are watching, people who are watching Mitch Trubisky play quarterback People are watching Ryan Pace choose a quarterback. Tell me that it's not a condition for medical pot. All right. So the nexus of sports and music. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. You teased me with with stuff that's right up my my. I'm alley. reading something from from the mute. Um, I'm sorry, American Song. Where is that? Is that what it is? No, it was the Flood Magazine. Okay, it's in about the trailer. And I'm reading a trailer about Steve Albini. Okay, we've talked about him. My guy. Hot soccer players are he uh, not soccer, poker player, he's won a gold bracelet. Mm-hmm. WSOP and a phenomenal record producer. Le- and, he, he he prefers engineer. Engin- engineer. Sem- semantics anyway. Okay. Yeah. And cer- certainly a macher on the local scene. True. And then I see names like Ryan Dempster and Bernie Williams and Peter Gammons oh. and something called baseball and Len Casper, and I say Wait a minute. This sounds like hot stove, cool music. And then there's a trailer. Uh-huh. So you need to explain, Lucy, Baseball Furies. Baseball Furies. Uh, Jason Dumbledinger and a couple other people I've been putting together, been working on it for a while, a movie about baseball and music. And they've interviewed anybody and everybody you could imagine who crosses over those worlds. Um, and, and and they're putting together this this movie. And they keep putting out these little teasers, which are Awesome, and there have been a couple like uh, little benefit concerts to raise money for for movie production, and actually, I've been a part of that, and Len Casper has been a part of that. Some parties and stuff like that. This it, it's going to be awesome. I've seen a lot of the the stuff, and yeah, there's a little bit of me in there, but there's a lot of like very very legit baseball humans and or music humans who have crossed over into that world. It's it should be great when they finish. Have you seen? 
how they're because documentaries are, are put together stories stories are told in different ways mm-hmm. that I think it's fascinating. Bernie Williams is both the the rock you know the star the musician and the and the outfielder the the acclaimed outfielder yeah. in there that's different than if you're Eddie Vedder and you're Theo's best buddy that kind of thing. The 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 way these stories are weaved together or told. Do you have do you have greater insight in this as it proceeds um in, in terms of how they're going to tell the stories and stuff yeah no i don't I, I don't as of right now hmm. i've just seen i've seen some of the raw footage and some of the little teasers they've put together but they've gotten great stuff from people i have tried to interview and get on uh, get on to hit and run there was one hilarious moment <laughs> at, at hot stove cool we music had bernie right yeah yeah I've definitely i've had a bunch of folks but there was a hilarious moment at hot stove cool music last year at the metro when me and jake peavy kept walking up like three flights of stairs at metro to get to this little place to do an interview and the doors were locked so we came back downstairs we were told we had the keys we went back upstairs the doors were locked again and this is me walking three flights of stairs each time oh, my goodness and then you concession stand yeah. at every level. And then PB's like, um, Buddy Guy's playing now. Can I go watch Buddy Guy? And I'm like, of course, go, go oh. watch Buddy Guy. So I missed PV, but they got PV, which is uh, which is good. I I didn't I love the I the idea of this. I've always thought that actors want to be athletes and athletes want to be rock stars yes. and rock stars want to be athletes. Everybody wants to be a rock star, not not a a baseball, a terrific baseball player is being, you know, Javi Baez is a rock star and, and, and in baseball with the way he can attract a crowd. There are, and the, the Michael Jordan's bulls were often compared to the Rolling Stones or the Beatles mm-hmm. going through the backs of, but these are rock stars who are actual rock stars who like, I want to be an athlete. Yeah. That's what I want. Ab- absolutely. It is the, uh, the, the convergence uh, of such how uh, Bryant, when he was talking this morning, was like, he took guitar lessons at Guitar Center, and he said he wants his son to be a rock star. He doesn't care. He doesn't want him to be an athlete. Uh, it was hilarious because he's like, yeah, I want him to take singing classes, maybe piano, whatever. And eh, my dad will probably put a bat in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> worked, out, worked out okay for the last guy. Your dad put a bat in his hands. So here's something else that I saw on. It came from Flood Magazine, which is an Australian um, I'm sorry, not Flood Magazine. It came from themusic.com, an Australian website. There's a petition going around, and the lo- loudest voice is D. Snyder to get ACDC to be the halftime act at next year's Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my God. That started after Shakira and J-Lo, and they were doing what they were doing. And D. Snyder makes the point of, like, Brian Johnson's talking to talk about getting back to getting the band back together, but the idea that... You guys play these songs in sports, in stadia across America, anyways. Uh-huh. And this is a hard rock band, and it, you know, it makes the point of like you got these dancers, or you got Maroon Five. Like, what happened to hard rock? So, what do you think? Uh, I don't think it appeals enough to the masses that the Super Bowl are uh, are trying to appeal to. I don't think so. No, I I I, I understand what he's saying, but you know, does it, I mean, ACDC seriously, it's a global event. Now you need, you need a band with, with global current appeal. That's, that's the whole thing that they're going for. Well, before they didn't care about current appeal because after Justin Timberlake and 
Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. they went the the whole old white guy route that would just be happy enough to to old old guys who weren't current, but they were happy enough just to. I mean, Tom Petty was current, but and some of the groups were still. But this wasn't and still playing. But, right. I mean, and McCartney did it. McCartney, right? the Who, not Springsteen was there, and Petty was there, but but it wasn't. They tried to go as safe as they could, and I didn't think ACDC is not unsafe. They're just. They're an iconic group. Yeah, but at this point, in terms of the interest global, level, not the Q level is global. Nah, is the, they're, they're they're niche at this point. Dirty I would deeds in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got guys entering. You know, I guess some people think the closers come in and if they play Hell's Bells, so that's what that's what you get some right. of the fans watching. Or that White Sox pregame is starting. Yeah, that's right, play. Thunderstruck. Yes, exactly. Right. We'll take a break and we will discuss. Chris Bryant, the Astros, all sorts of stuff with Julie DeCaro and Maggie Hendricks. On Saturday Suckage, as we wind up our show, Julie and Maggie will be here from 2 to 5. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. I took guitar lessons at Guitar Center. (laughs) How's that going? It's good. I love it. It's very peaceful, relaxing. Um... I've been joking with my wife. I'm like, I've always told her my kid's not going to play baseball, but he's going to be a rock star. He's gonna, I'm going to put a guitar in his hand. He's going to take singing classes, piano, whatever it is. But I'm sure he'll probably, my dad will probably give him a baseball bat. And we'll forget about all that. It's Chris Bryant talking about taking guitar lessons. So does he name his kid Luke? So he becomes Luke Bryant, and then he becomes a country country singer. This hour of 670 The Score is brought to you by Santana Energy Services. Visit SantanaEnergyServices.com. Mike Chen on the other side. Zach Withers was on the other side uh, earlier. And I asked him to grab one thing from Brian. I want to play this for you and for Maggie and Julie, who are in the room. Hello, ladies. Hello. And it's Brian was talking about, like, he had a moment where he was talking about, you know, I wish the Dodgers would, um, would try, more teams would try to win the whole thing like the Dodgers, right? Yeah, I noticed that, too. Did you hear that uh-huh. moment? Yeah, I listened to it this morning right here on 670 The Score. And, yeah, I know, I thought there was a little, like, it was just not, I don't think he was trying to send a message because I don't think that's what Chris Bryant does. No. But I think it was more like, hey, they're doing a good job. I, I think, yeah. that, but I think there was a little honesty in his pause and a little honesty in just, you know, the, the way that he rolled. Let, let's hear that moment. Let's hear if you guys hear it the same way. Thanks, Mike. Chris, you, you feel like the you refs were trying to win this off um, well, we didn't do much, and but I guess I saw some quotes the other day about what Theo had said about this year and how where we're at in the tax, and you know he saw this coming and stuff like that, and I don't know, I don't. I mean, I, I like the group we definitely have. I think we have a ton of talent, a lot of a lot of really good players that I guess underperformed last year as a team. Um, and looking forward to this year, I think. Of course, it would have been nice to add people, but I don't know who we would have added to make it better. But I, I believe in this team that we have, and um, I think we really need to 
show what we have. Oh, boy, that's good. Thank you for grabbing that. Do you think Theo did enough? <sighs> Long pause. Um, that was a Jay Cutler um. We didn't do much. Yeah, they're, they're frustrated. They're fr- I know you're so frustrated, I. And I said, I don't want a hotel at Addison and Clark. I don't care what you do to the stadium. Make the team better. You got billions. I don't care. Make the team better. I don't care what it costs you in a tax. Make the team better. That's why that everything spins out from a team winning a World Series. That's what you said. Well, Sustained what's, success. What's the point of of making the money off the hotel and and the uh, restaurants and all of these different things that have ripped up my street and made it very hard to bike down Clark for a very long time? Um, you, okay, so you do all of these things and you 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 make the city have to spend money on redoing streets and you have to do all of these things. Shouldn't there be some some of that money going back into the team and you pay the the competitive balance tax because you've got making money off of all these other things? What if, let me let me ask you this: What if the payroll stays between mm, one ninety and the tax like every year? And every once in a while they do go over, but they don't repeat. But it stays up there in that stratosphere every year. I like it may, maybe that's the goal. But but they, they've got this. They've protected themselves from themselves with this little rule that they built into the the collective bargaining agreement. Crap. Well, the, the goal of it is to suppress major league salaries, and that's what they've done across the board. I mean, despite the fact that we see a guy every now and then get a huge deal mm-hmm. across the board, major league salaries are down, and that was the purpose of the competitive balance tax. They don't have to be. They're billionaires. No, they don't have they to be. They got billions and billions and billions. Correct. And I want it spent on, okay, Garrett Cole. That's Absolutely. a good guy. Although, I don't know what to make of Astros pitchers at this point. Anything that comes out of the Astros, when they become so great when they're there, it's, I don't know how the pit pitchers were cheating, but they were. I'm convinced well, of you, it. You mean that it was just it was just by happenstance at Houston Air that Justin Verlander at 35 yeah. became... The best pitcher that he had been in his career. Right. And it's, I mean, it's we'll find so out. shocking. Well, and yeah. what's funny is I had Mike Janella from Baseball Prospectus on the other night, and I said, "How did you guys account for the Astros? You know, when we don't know when they stopped cheating, I and mean, they say they didn't cheat in 2019, but who they say they didn't it's cheat load, in 2017? I mean, load of crap. Right. So how do you factor that in? And they were like, "Well, we basically didn't." So I'm real interested to see what the Astros do this year. Did he say whether they factored in the Astros he getting hit really by could. more pitches than any team in the league? It's going to be ugly. It's going to be bad. There's going to be bench-clearing brawls. Well, and now Dusty wants them protected, which is like, mm, nope, sorry. I'm sorry, when you have 31 teams against you, yeah. against you, there's only so much MLB can do. I hate beanballs, and I don't feel bad about beanballs this time. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. don't. Just don't aim at their heads, and yeah. I'll feel fine about Get it. Get everybody in the butt. I'll uh, be, yeah. I'm imagining them all with just a, a huge number of bruises Like on Roger the butt Dorn when he makes them get behind the ball and he yeah. takes his shirt off. Yeah. Or, or like in uh, a League of Their Own, some of the, the big strawberries yeah. that they got, which were all real, which is one of my favorite things, is like every single bruise that they showed on a League of Their Own was like a legit bruise that the players got wow. while, you know, while practicing and trying to do the, the movie. Bottom of the hour was brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Kickstart a romantic evening at tonight's home game. The first 500 couples to enter Allstate Arena receive a box of Fannie Mae chocolate and a beautiful rose. For tickets, visit ChicagoWolves.com. You guys feeling the All-Star Week buzz? The All-Star Weekend buzz that began uh, Thursday night. Yesterday was crazy around this yes. town. Today and tomorrow will be as well. I definitely am because I. it's one of the few times when there's a million WNBA players. Like he, I mean, there isn't any other time like that when you have so many players here. So I've been able to interview like 
the entire league, which has been great. Um, but like, so yesterday I had to get back to do, I had to get back home to do a breaking news story. And I go to my car in the parking, it was, it was a spot hero parking lot that I just happened to pick. And I walk up and there's a million people there in these really weird black armored vehicles. And I was like, what, what is going on? I was at like uh, state and Harrison and I found out that this was one of the places where Kanye West was going to be throwing, I don't know if it was actually him or people, throwing the new Yeezys out. And there were people lined up. <laughs> and there were just, there were, I mean, there were probably a good 150 people there mm. when I got back to my car, like, I think it was like 2.30. And so I was like, okay, see, this seems like a good time for me to get the heck out of here. Why didn't you stay and try to get a pair? Because I had a breaking news story to write, right? <laughs> Katie Lucy Hamilton got traded. So I had to, I got right home, I got home. And as soon as I got home, I, I just look at Twitter and I see all these things on Chicago Scanner that at this exact spot, they needed to tow people away, that they needed crowd control. I was like, all right, I am glad. But to answer your bigger question, it's been really fun doing. There's been so many great things going on. Like yesterday, I was at the junior NBA event at uh, Navy Pier, and there were so many players there just doing just, you know, doing little clinics with uh, kids who play in junior NBA and junior WNBA. So, like, I saw Joel Embiid and Kobe White and Nineke Ogumuke and uh, Kate Lou Samuelson. And, like, they're, they're, it was just a really cool, cool day. That's cool. Love that. And that's where the crossover event was taking place down yes. there at the pier. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, basically, one way was the crossway, crossover event and the other way was the junior NBA event. And the junior NBA, you had to be with either with the kids or like a media member or someone credentialed to get in. So these kids had some pretty great access to players that most other people didn't have. The Navy Pier site was also the site of the live television performance for First Take. We discussed that. And we love the whole idea that, Matt, to use Spiegs' phrase, out of town stupid, Max Kellerman starts the question. Well, Pax is, to Zach Levine, Pax has built a couple good teams, and all of a sudden people are booing, right? 17 years, he's yet to build a team that gets to one NBA Finals. He and, did a lot of out-of-town stupid yesterday. He was talking to Diamond DeShields, Sky player and daughter of Delino DeShields, and he failed to mention that Delino played for the Cubs. <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, he was so great, and – in LA and and like just and didn't mention the team in the town he was in like just uh, a lot of that broadcast I was like rolling my eyes at. But then all of a sudden the fans like it was practiced, but it couldn't have been. Fire guard packs chant crops up. Well, you only need one or two people to start it, and then everyone joins in. Yeah, it's only what four syllables. Everybody can get on. <laughs> but I mean that's so, it's, so fan. But fans who have been. You would think might have been lobotomized by the amount of stupid coming out of the Bulls' offices. Nah. Managed to overcome that, and the fire guard packs on live TV and Molly Caramas turn around and go, oh, "Stop, stop!" Like she's a substitute teacher trying to keep people down. Right? Hey, fire guard packs. I think comes from people's hearts. I don't like. <laughs> I think it was, it was it was a genuine, genuine thing. And it was just in their heart. There was also a billboard. I think it was at Irving Park in Keeler. Yes, yes. So our own Brandon Orlowski got a picture of that. So like, it's 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 in people's hearts, and uh, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I, I, it, was, it was amazing to that this is what happens, and it was three four weeks ago that 
John Paxson met with the media and declared again his love for Jim Boylan, the idiot timeout taker, the buffoon on the sidelines, the guy who makes everybody turn away. Kendrick Perkins was on the score with Mully and Hanley. Yeah, he went hard. Mully and Ma this week. Mm-hmm. I talked about nobody wants to play for that boob. Well, and, and your coach is your centerpiece. Right. He's, he's there. And Pax is. Uh, can you imagine Jim Boylan being the hill you're going to die on? No. But it is. Well, and Lil Rel Howery went after him too after shooting hoops with Zach Levine the night before. So where do you think he got? That take. And yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot that the players are not saying. Zach yes. in a very tricky position at that first take thing. And then today at Media Day said, No, I'm with the team. You know, but but even like having, that, having like, to walk that line. Yeah, he, he said as that, sincerely I'm with as the, the team, Astros. With the team and being against Jim Boylan. That's yeah. how I took right. it. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's certainly true, the way that they feel about that guy. As the, um, the, the Astros sign-stealing scandal has brought so much from so many, I assume you'll be discussing that today? Brought baseball oh, together. Oh, oh yeah. Of course. yeah. It really has. It's United Baseball and their hate for the Astros. Yep. That's, that's good. All right, that's Julie and Maggie. They will follow us here on SCORE. And I want to thank, I want to thank Jack O'Callaghan, member of the 1980 U.S. Olympic team, Miracle on Ice. This is... Tomorrow's Hockey Day in America. It doesn't happen without that team. Hockey Week in America. I want to thank David Schuster. So much happens without David Schuster, but we brought him on anyways. <laughs> Mark Gonzalez, Chicago Tribune. We talk Cubs, Chris Bryant, you Darvish, Hendricks, and all that. Thanks for listening to 670 The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So, kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.